Howdy and welcome to the South by Southwest Podden 2018. This is a Swedish podcast coming right at you from Stockholm, Sweden. And this podcast tries to capture a little glimpse of the huge festival that is South by Southwest and with a slightly Swedish perspective. And what that means, I actually don't have an idea of that yet, but we'll figure it out eventually. My name is Paulina Modepa and I will be your host throughout this season. I haven't actually left for the festival yet, but I'm going for the third time uh, on March 8th and I'm really looking forward to it. Today, this first episode, I have two amazing guests. To my left, Tore Fjertoft, also known as Funky Fjertoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yep. And to my right, of Siri Andersson, also known as Sirius. Yes. Right. That's true. So please, can you start by introducing yourselves? Tore, who are you and why are you here? Sure. So uh, uh, I'm a program manager. I used to be with Spotify. I left about a week ago. So I'm just about to take a couple of months off chilling, starting off with South By, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do next. So looking forward to that. And that's also partially why I'm going to South By, to get a ton of inspiration and meet a ton of people. And, and figure yeah. out who you are. Exactly. As per usual, this is the first time I'm figuring out who I am. So we'll see what ends up this time. Yeah, I think it's pretty common, actually, to go through some sort of uh, personal crises at South By Southwest because, you know, so many things are going on. You leave your country, you just go and do... Yeah, All absolutely. All these crazy things for a week. I remember listening to the keynote by Elon Musk a couple of years back, and he was talking about you know physical stuff and batteries and how he solved crises in space and stuff like that. And I felt that okay, so I'm just working with finding new ad formats at a broadcasting company. So I felt like super tiny and felt that I need to do something else. So yeah, that stuff totally happens. Yeah, there you go. And what about you, Siri? My name is Siri. I work with digital brand management at Telecarrier, which is the most awesome job I've ever had. I'm You're go- going for the first time, right? Yeah, actually, I'm going for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so amazed. I'm a bit scared, too, to be honest, because, uh, yeah, there are a lot of Swedes having this group chat yeah. uh, on Facebook. And uh, at first I was, uh, yeah, you know, um, I was excited about going and now I'm terrified because everyone is hyping this beast at like the festival it is. You should be. So I'm terrified. And also speaking of these personal crises, I have no idea what I'm doing. (sighs) Me neither. All right. So the topic of today is sort of South by Southwest, what to see, what to do, um, the hottest topics things that people talk about like I definitely want to talk about the West world world mm-hmm. that is actually going to be built up in Austin uh, and will probably be pretty scary let's talk about that mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other things and what I'm also excited about this podcast has a Swedish perspective and this year there will actually be a Scandinavian house mm-hmm. in Austin uh, run by SAS. And um, yeah, Siri, you're actually going with a SAS, like a hosted SAS plane all yes. the way straight to Austin. I know, it's so cool. Uh, SAS or SAS are, uh, they, ha- they have just been like creating, I don't know the word, but they, they, they are flying directly from, from three locations in Scandinavia. So Copenhagen, Oslo and then Stockholm. Uh, mm. And there have been so many rumors like, will there be a, a keynotes held on the planes and stuff? Mm-hmm. So um, And, and there music. Are, and music. And, and you just want to sleep? Or exactly. What? I just yeah. want to sleep on the plane. But mm-hmm. apparently there is a flight going the 12th that where 
uh, a Swedish musician will be playing and releasing his new song, but mm-hmm. hopefully there will be silence on my play. <laughs> um, but I have no idea. There are so many rumors about these planes. Yeah, it will be cool, I think. So it's a Scandinavian house. Mm-hmm. So Denmark, Norway, Sweden are mm-hmm. sharing this space. And a bit of, apparently the Norwegian crown prince is coming because Ooh. apparently he's really interested in tech and innovation. Ooh. Uh, what about the Swedish crown princess? She's not coming, I is she? don't have a clue. Um, yeah. Being Norwegian myself, I really look forward to him being there. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah, of course. So what else are you looking forward to? Like, what are the... The things that you absolutely don't want to miss out on. Yeah, so speaking about Westworld, I was uh, looking at that as well. And I sort of fell right in between feeling super excited about it and super terrified about it. Mm-hmm. So are you going to go to the... Well, the so apparently it's full, fully booked. Okay. Uh, but um, I'm pretty sure they will release new Right, because they were going to do like uh, sort of walk-up type tickets to that as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it seems to be super interesting. Um, I was there when they built the uh, Mr. Robot setting with the... Uh, uh, sort of Coney for, Island. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. And this feels kind of like the next level stuff where I... So, as far as I understand, what they do is they build this uh, world and then you go to a place in town and then they sort of ship you over to that world and then it's kind of like being in Westworld in that there's a ton of actors there doing uh, different things and you can find clues about yeah, what the season is about and stuff so like people, that. listeners who haven't watched Westworld yet mm-hmm. like what is it about? Right, so the interest, it's a super interesting premise especially given that um, this year like me and Siri just talked about there's a ton of stuff about AI on um, during South By mm-hmm. and this sort of fits very well into that so the premise is um, it's a world in the future not too far away into the future but still in the future where Um, you can basically pay a shit ton of money to uh, go there. And then there's a bunch of hosts in the park, uh, which is themed around sort of a Western type, um, which is why it's called Westworld, mm. Western type setting. And the whole premise is that you go there and you yourself being a human can interact with all these hosts that are in fact sort of human-like robots. You can't really tell the difference, which mm-hmm. is part of the plot point. Um, but then the thing is that the only premise is that you cannot die and you can pretty much do anything you want in the park with the host. So uh, based on that, it's sort of you immerse yourself into reality where the boundaries between what's real and not sort of right. starts to fade out in a way. So it's it's super interesting. And then there's a bunch of plot points uh, along the route that makes it super interesting on different levels. Yeah. Um, but going back to the South By setup, um, it seems that they're trying to recreate this setting with you interacting with the host, in this case being actors. Um, and then as far as I understand as well, they're tying it into the upcoming season. So you're sort of looking for clues and interacting with these people and sort of immersing yourself in what would be sort of a mini version of the Westworld that you oh, see. Oh, so this screen. is a way launching season number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like, which seems to be a thing that they do more and more, given like the Mr. Robot setting as well mm-hmm. in South By. Um, and I think there's, a, I should have checked this before we started, but I think there's a panel as well on Westworld, which yeah, is super is. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I would say that AI was sort of the big topic of last year's uh, festival, but this year, Siri, have you sort of, what would you, what are your trend, uh, yeah, your trend, trend. An- analysis? Yeah, uh, so right before we came in here, I uh, went to the South by Southwest website and I typed in blockchain mm-hmm. into the search field. And Why? I pressed enter. Is, 
because blockchain is something that you're super excited about? No, I was just like curious if this if it was this year's uh, hot topic, and yeah. apparently it is. Mm-hmm. I, I hereby declare blockchain to be the hottest topic of the conference and the whole festival. Uh, I have never scrolled so far <laughs> in my life looking through the program. You where reached the end of the internet. Uh, Is that so? Literally. Yeah. Uh, and there are so many sessions on blockchain. And Did so you many find anyone that was particularly interesting in your uh, scrolling? I was just like amazed by how many there were. So mm-hmm. uh, I will look into that further on. But I... I guess blockchain will be the the yeah, hottest topic. Blockchain for everything. Yeah, I guess. blockchain for everything. Blockchain for fruits. Blockchain <laughs> for food. Blockchain for robots. Everything. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. So what about what else? What other topics are you excited about? I was uh, expecting a lot more sessions on GDPR, mm-hmm. uh, but I have only found two. Mm-hmm. Uh, GDPR is uh, uh, it, it 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 has been the the hottest topic in Europe lately. Yeah. Uh, as we're obviously affected by GDPR, and I guess that's why that's the answer, sort of, that the Americans don't really understand how exactly. huge this will be for them as well. Exactly, but yeah. uh, but I found uh, one session that's about um, doing business with Europe when when GDPR uh, is in place. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm going to go to all of these to see the American perspective of GDPR. And mm-hmm. so, what is the what would you say is the sort of 30 second description of what GDPR is and how it affects people? Herregud, tar det för helvete. <laughs> Okej, okay, um, GDPR... Uh, Please don't cut that out. <laughs> Please keep it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tore. You are putting me on the pot count. Uh, no, but GDPR stands for General Data Protection Regulation mm. uh, and is um, a regulation from the European Union uh, to make sure that the, the privacy... Uh, of of the European citizens is uh, protected. Protected, right? Exactly. Yeah, and it's huge yeah. and and mind blowing. Exactly, yeah. and it affects so many companies also outside Europe. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. uh, mm. so it's going to be pretty interesting to see that. And so, when it comes to keynotes, like South by is also known for attracting huge, spe- like well-known speakers, like Obama a couple years ago, and this year. <laughs> yeah, so Arnold. Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger Arnold, is one. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Bernie uh, Sanders is another right, one. Right, and Melinda Gates is Yeah, Melinda, Melinda Gates. Looking forward to that. Yep. And also, a speaker that not that many people know about that I'm super excited about is Esther Perel. Um, do you know her? Tell us more. Oh, yes, I will. She is... Um, I think she's Belgian. She's a psychotherapist and she's based in New York now and she's also a well-known TED speaker. So... Mm. Watch those speak uh, talks. She talks about sort of erotics and the role of sexuality in um, marriages. So that's basically what she does. But she has now applied it to just about anything, you know, dynamics between people and relationships. And and so she's a consultant now helping like huge companies figuring things out. That's her, exactly. And apparently she spoke at um, Summit LA a couple months ago in November, I think. And apparently um, her talk was really mind-blowing. And she she spoke to like thousand, I don't know, a huge audience and still managed to sort of create a really intimate almost um, sort of, probably not erotic, but but intimate feeling in that room. So I'm really s- sort of super excited about hearing her talk. Yeah, I 
uh, I searched this uh, yeah. when you were talking now, and uh, the name of her her keynote is "The Future of Love, Lust, and Listening." Yeah, there you go. Sounds Ooh, great. Sounds there great. Yeah, it's the root to everything. I'd say. Mm, awesome. There's probably a blockchain for <laughs> exactly <laughs> for for that. The well. blockchain of lust. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's on the health track. Are you interested in more uh, sessions on the health track? Actually, this episode is going out on March 8th. Mm-hmm. which also happens to be the International Women's Day. So let's talk about that, because when it comes to health tech, I'm super happy that people are sort of recognizing, well, femtech. Mm-hmm. So not just um, menstruation apps or apps for tracking your sort of your, uh, your cycles and fertilities, but, you know, just actually recognizing uh, women's health and, and sort of taking that into account when they design apps. Um, so I haven't really sort of pinpointed any specific talks, but I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, sounds and super interesting. a workshop that I was so sad to miss out on last year that I definitely want to go to this year if they host it is... Um, a deconstructing dildo workshop. Um, yes. De- deconstructing. Yes. Like uh, uh, like dissecting it. Well, so it's it's understanding how tech is well, how devices are built up by deconstructing them. So you start out with an actually like functioning dildo and then you pick it apart. You just take it apart to and you figure out like what you know, how it actually works. And and that's another way of sort of, I guess, learning how to build your own um, dildos or robots or whatever. Um, yeah. Amazing. There, it sounds like there should be a YouTube channel doing this. <laughs> there definitely Deconstructing dildos. I'm pretty sure there is one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually went to um a, a, like a, a messenger bot programming class and this deconstructing dildo workshop was next door and people were giggling and laughing and I was like you know I was like in the movie when Harry met Sally you know I'll have what she's having you know I was so so um, envious of people in that room and did you figure out whether that was going on this year as well or was that I I haven't had time to check that out either but I'm just keeping my fingers crossed I don't want to miss out on that Uh, trap star yoga oh Trap star yoga mixes power yoga with trap music. This form of hip hop is bass heavy with themes ranging, ranging from working hard to being your best self. Wow. There you go. Awesome. I think that's a great example of sort of the width of, you know, the, the program is huge. Like everything from blockchain to um, trap yoga. Trap yoga to weed, which is a huge topic as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, yep. There are so many, so many sessions on, uh, and also keynotes about um, the future of weed. Yeah, the future of of cannabis. It's uh, exactly it, and and entrepreneurship, like startups that are actually basing their business models on weed and different forms. Uh, yeah, and the consumption of weed. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Uh, that would never happen in uh, Sweden. Uh, having a, a Swedish perspective in this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we would never have uh, uh, a right. whole. Not uh, conference? Likely. No, not too likely that we have a conference where where we also have dedicated uh, spots and keynotes <laughs> no, for talking exactly. about cannabis. I'm glad you highlighted the fact that we're supposed to talk about sort of have a Swedish perspective on things. Um, last year, um, Doberman was part of um, an AI panel that I attended. Um, have you checked out any other sort of Swedish speakers in the? agenda this year? Mm, not really. I know that Dubberman is doing, uh, I can't remember what I signed up for, but I know that they have a workshop that I signed up for that was related to, I think, design and interfaces like that. So looking forward to that. Other than that, I haven't really checked out the 
the speaker yeah. so much. Doberman are hosting a, a workshop in House of Scandinavia, I think. All right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And also, um, probably something connected to time well spent, which is another topic that's huge right now, sort of the fact that we're supposed to be, use, be using social media and technology in more sort of sensible, aware ways. Mm-hmm. Is that something that interests you? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> It's a super short answer. Absolutely. Uh, but I feel like for for those listeners who don't know, I mm-hmm. uh, work with, uh, amongst other things, uh, social media at my job. But I I feel like I'm going to see other things than the things that I'm working with. So I'm more interested in going yeah. to the health events and um, yeah, the futurist. Gonna, right. I was just, and we talked about this. Uh, prior to the the podcast starting that um, it's easy to sort of fall into the trap where you go and listen to things that are fairly close to your professional Mm -hmm. life. And I find that over the course of the last few years that it's become more interesting for me to do sessions that are far away from what I do professionally because that's where you sort of gain more knowledge and you get more inspired because you might go to something that's related to what you do and then you end up like learning 25% more than you already knew. But if you go to something like Um, like series attending a farming in space uh, in space workshop, yep. uh, which is you know super awesome because then you learn something that you didn't have a clue about at all, and you're going to gain so much more inspiration from that. So I think that's a really cool way to uh, to sort of browse through the the sessions. Um, so is that your number one tip to people who are attending? The festival for the first time? Yeah, so actually I have uh, five different tips that I wrote oh. down prior to this. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, Go ahead. So the first one is do not succumb to FOMO. Um, so especially if you're a first-timer, it's really easy to think that um, all the magic stuff is happening everywhere else except for the place you're at, uh, which uh, is not necessarily true because you're going to end up having a great time regardless. There's mm. so many random stuff happening all over the place. So uh, like just be in the now and just go nuts and bananas and everything's going to be awesome. Do you feel great more tip. calm now, Siri? I do, I do. Great <laughs> tip, Tora. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, second one is embrace randomness, uh, which kind of goes in hand in hand with the FOMO thing. So um, you might want to, especially for first-timer, uh, want to have like a, a solid plan for exactly what you're going to do because you don't want to miss out on things. Um, that typically either falls apart or you're going to end up randomly bumping into things that you find to be so much more interesting. And so... Just go with whatever happens and whatever you find are super interesting at that point in time. And again, it's going to be awesome because schedules are awesome to have as a baseline, but they will fall apart and slash or you're going to find other things and just go with it. This is like having a personal guide to (laughs) South by Southwest. Right, and we're all... We're only halfway through the list. And your headings are so... um, optimized for media, like shareable. Yeah. Right. Uh, having been 10 years in media, that might be why. Okay, okay. Uh, that's right. So um, the third one is, uh, if it's crappy, leave immediately. Mm. So when you have uh, your schedule, you end up going to something that you thought was interesting when you sort of entered into the room and then like two minutes into it, you find that, well, this is just a crap panel or a crap talk. Um, don't be shy and just leave the room. Eject, 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 and then go find something else. A good plan is to have an A, B, and C plan. So if mm. you find that this is not interesting, you already have something that's fairly close by that you can crash into uh, right afterwards and then hopefully get the most out of that session as well. My experience is that panels are usually a lot worse than, than keynotes. Yes. Do you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. And then um, I think a, a good telltale is if they at the start are... Um, outlining what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, that's a good sign. If they're more like, 
hey, we're just here and we just want to have a conversation. That's a sign that you should eject immediately. Mm. Um, fourth one is leave your professional comfort zone. We already talked about this, which is that I find the most inspirational stuff to be outside of what I do um, in my professional life. So again, like the farming in space, uh, there's a ton of stuff this year on urban development slash environmental stuff, which is super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so just try and explore things that you never thought you would be interested in because you're going to find them to be interesting anyway. Um, and the, the last one is um, power mingle. So um, especially being a, <laughs> being a Swede where you tend to be somewhat shy in public settings sometimes, uh, just leave all of that home and then just go bananas and you know follow people that seems to be interesting and just go nuts and walk up to people. Um, a couple of years ago after a um, talk by someone at Instagram, I walked up and said hi. And then three weeks later, I was at the London office talking about projects that we can do together. So just go nuts in terms of interacting with people um, and you know, just uh, be super, super social and it's going to pay off immensely. So you actually mingle with people who are not Swedes because that's something Swedes <laughs> tend to do. Not Swedish. But the thing is, and I think this is a really good, good thing with South by is that... Um, when you're in that setting, you tend to sort of fall into the behavior of all the other ones that are there. So mm-hmm. I find that, for instance, when I go to California, like when I'm in, in Stockholm, I would never, ever, ever, ever talk to someone at the bus stop. Whereas right. if I'm in California, I usually like, oh, hello, who are you? And blah, blah, blah. Um, and I find the same thing to happen at South by where when you're in a setting where everyone is hyper social, you just fall into it as well. And it sort of takes away this little tiny... Um, shield that Swedes typically have between themselves and whatever is happening, uh, especially with strangers. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, just go nuts. Would you say that you're uh, an introverted or an extroverted So that's person? a super interesting question. So I find myself to be somewhere like in between. Ambiverted. Uh, ambiverted is a great term. I'm probably going to steal that. It's um, not mine. It's not mine. Okay. I, I found it online. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... So the thing is that I, I do find myself to enjoy like being alone and just like thinking about stuff and like watching the clouds pass by and all that stuff. But I get my energy from interacting with people, especially people that I don't know. Um, so I guess it's sort of an in-between thing. But for me, like South by is um, I get a ton of energy from it just by interacting with a bunch of people that I didn't know before, especially the ones that you don't really see coming beforehand that they are going to be interesting. Like if you talk to someone that does something entirely different from what you do and you end up having a super, super interesting conversation because it sort of opens your mind to new topics, ideas, whatever. Um, I find it to be super, super energizing. Mm -hmm. So you tend to just go all in in Austin and then you come back home and crash or just contemplate, try to figure out what the hell happened? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of funny because this is the fourth year and every year, except for one year when I was, um, I had just run a project and was just insanely tired and ended up sleeping my way through all of South by, which was a very expensive sleep. But um, <laughs> other than that, I usually go there, I get super energized and then I sort of question my life choices when I get back right. and feel that, wait, I should totally do the startup thing. I should quit my job. This year I quit before I went to South by. But anyway, yeah. it's you get so much interesting information, especially from all these interactions with other people. Um, it takes some time to digest it and sort of create some meaning out of it. But I do feel that it, it sort of gets you a jolt of energy that you can use. And then you can sort of try and direct that energy, you know, into changing your job or figuring out what you want to do outside your job or whatever. But it's it's a really good sort of... Because I find it to be fairly easy to sort of just um, be very comfortable with what you do at work. And then you fall into this hamster wheel of just 
things happening and you're not really reflecting on it. Whereas being at South by coming back is sort of a way to kick yourself out of that hamster wheel and um, get new thoughts. And you might end up figuring out that, well, everything was kind of great, so I'll just keep on doing this. But you're going to get this... Um, sort of reflection snapshot in time that's really awesome. Sounds awesome. And it also feels like I've heard exactly these words before, but from people coming home from Burning Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I guess you could say like South by Southwest is like Burning Man for professionals and it's easier to get your employer to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. It's a really good summary, I think. Hmm. And um, it's not as okay to walk around naked in Austin <laughs> as it is at Burning Man, I think. Or what, what would you say? What's your take on this? Less nudity, story? less drugs. Yeah. Yeah, you'll probably get shot slash uh, arrested, I guess. Yeah, probably. My personal goal is to actually network with people outside our Swedish. Mm. See, you mentioned that we, we have a Facebook Messenger thread going on and we just hang out all the time, even before and after Austin and we're like a, a huge family and I'm going to do my best to sort of break out of that a little bit at least for a day or two you're breaking up with us <laughs> I am but I will be back no I think there are like 350 400 Swedes going this year I don't know the exact numbers but a huge group of Swedes are going and and as I said a lot of them network with each other like Swedes mm-hmm. like to hang out with each other it sounds like a great plan to to speak to other people yeah it is well and it is a great opportunity to network with other swedes as well like if you want to do business mostly with other swedes it's great because you know the effect when you go abroad you have something in common it's more intimate for some reason like you can actually talk to high level swedish media professionals and and do business in ways that you can in sweden right and you can also be a bit of a conspiracy person as well in yeah. that you Ooh. can use your like the swedish persons being there as a gateway to other interesting people as well mm-hmm. so like mingling with the swedes and then um, with their friends as well is usually a good way to sort of quickly expand your network I just realized that a friend of ours in the Swedish network is actually hosting a panel. Um, United Robots mm. um, is the name of their company, which is um, a, a robot journalist, I guess, a platform. Um, Sounds futurist. Well, it is. It's robotic journalism, and they're going to be part of a, of a panel. So that's one sort of um, slot in the agenda that will be uh, represented by Sweden in one sense. Cool. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to the like speaking of futurism, uh, f- f- to the intelligent future track. There are so many interesting, so many interesting sessions and workshops there. Um, as mentioned before, the my astro plant thing that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the headline for it is Astro Plant, the Citizen Science Space Farming Kit, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And there are mm-hmm. so many, so many others. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I checked in, um, checked out some of that as well. It looks super, super interesting. Um, My favorite one because I mm-hmm. love the concept of self-driving autonomous cars, mm-hmm. 
One of my favorite talks, I think last year, the year before that, was by um, a representative from Google who spoke about their self-driving car and sort of spoke about different scenarios and how they train the cars and showed like live videos from the car and like crazy stuff that people do when they see a self-driving Google car. They like run naked in front of it and just, But I don't know. why? Because they want attention. You know, it's the attention economy of the 21st <laughs> wow, century. Yeah. <laughs> People do a, anything for 15 minutes of fame. And they're having yeah. a session this year as well, right? The I believe Waymo, which is their yeah. um, spin-off company, um, I believe they have a session that seemed to be um, about... Because as far as I understand, they're doing sort of a, a real-life test with those cars and mm -hmm. some say that I can't remember the name of. Right. Um, and it seems to be about that. Mm -hmm. So like a real-world trial with those cars which okay, seems to cool. be super super interesting cool I, I noticed that Uber will have a session about like how they're I don't know preparing or designing for, for a self-driving future uh -huh. which is pretty awesome that's cool yeah. I'm going to a session called The Emotional Life of Your Autonomous Car which I think is like sounds super interesting like actually considering emotions Ooh. in cars is that emotions that of the cars as being sort of AI slash sentient, or is it emotions of the people riding in the car? No, I've, well, I interpret it as as, as the cars actually, and, and sort of speaking about. I probably should have checked this out beforehand. Um, well, so it says we name our cars, we talk to our cars, the relationship we have with our cars is emotional, and it's about to get more complicated. With the convergence of effective technology and artific artificial intelligence, emotional interactions with our vehicles will become the norm. Sounds I, awesome. Yes. I'm already there, You're to there. be honest. Yeah, okay. I have to attend this event. Yes, so you should. Do you name your cars? Yeah, his name is Olmert Ekebom. Wow. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> it's not a joke. His name is Olmert Ekebom is his surname. Do you mind sharing sure. the backstory of that? Uh, yeah, actually, my... Uh, together liver in in English yeah. no but my uh, boyfriend and I we bought a, uh, a car and uh, we the decided, famous Staffan yeah the famous Staffan yeah. uh yes so we decided to name the car uh and uh, the that day we decided uh, Staffan sent a text to me and it auto corrected from kommer which is coming in s Swedish yeah. this was no sexual text i have to 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 say sure. um but it it became olmet which sounds like a german last name yeah Uh, but we decided to name the the car uh, Olmet. Olmet, and then Ekeboom just fell there. Mm. Uh, so now his name is Olmet Ekeboom, and I am so kind to him because I feel like in in a near future he will be talking to me, or and and he will judge me for all the things that I've done to him so far. So I'm actually patting him every time that we like. Uh, every time I approach him, I pat him, and then I'm nice to him. I'm speaking mm -hmm. to him with my child voice, like "Hi, Olmet, how you doing?" Long time no see. I don't know, but <laughs> and it feels like he will be judging me in a year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I used to do research on sort of human robot human technology uh, interaction, mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the most like comforting parts of tech. Looking into the future, um, sometimes it just feels like humans are getting less and less empathetic and don't care about anything. You know, you see people drowning, um, well, refugees drowning in. in People don't care, but when it comes to robots, for some reason, it's you know, you just have to make them make a little noise. Or I've seen like 
trash cans, robotic trash cans. All they do is they just um, run around, and, and so you actually don't have to walk up to the trash can. You can it comes to you, and that's enough. The fact that it moves around makes people like, oh, oh. Um, I, I saw a video of somebody who tried, <laughs> who accidentally sort of pushed it over, and and were like, oh, sorry, did I hurt you? And it's it's a fucking trash can, but people it's care about it. It's a fucking trash can. Yes, exactly. So that sort of makes me feel a little bit more comfortable, sort of more comfortable about people and empathy in the future. Like, yeah. if we care about a, a trash can, then there's hope, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the session is super interesting. We have to it go. Is. Let's go. So um, what else? Uh, so speaking of Uber, there's one thing that I'm really looking forward to, which is it's called uh, Break or Remake Your Brand with Uber. So um, it's Bazilma St. John, uh, which is super, super inspiring as a person. She used to be with Beats. He ended up with Apple after the acquisition and then went on to join Uber running their branding stuff uh, at a time when they were going completely haywire. So mm-hmm. uh, she's just a super inspiring person. So we're really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And Siri, one last thing. We actually have to wrap up pretty soon. Ooh, well, one last thing. It could be what music could as well, be? because South by Southwest is, you know, combines talks mm. with music, yeah. film. I am not sure what that would be. I feel so confused about Lena Dunham? Are you excited about her coming? The director I, of Girls? I know. I have this, like, uh, ambivalent uh, relationship with her, because she, mm. she says a lot of crappy things, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but I, I really like Girls, but... but um, No, but I would say that uh, Melinda Gates is my uh, number one. My person. number one. My number one thing. My last thing to say in this podcast. I'm super excited about her keynote. Yeah, I hope I will get a spot. She's amazing, and mm. it's March 8th. Exactly. When you people hopefully listen to this podcast. So, let's wrap up with that. Thank you so much for joining, Funky Fjärdot and See Delicious. We'll be back tomorrow from South by Southwest. I'm excited. Right, thanks for having us. See you there. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Det här programmet görs på Beppo.